You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ family of churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. Hey, West Side. Hope you enjoyed that powerful communion time. So grateful for the Screenland ministry and the effort, time, energy, and heart they put into wanting to use their gifts to move our souls to really allow the cross to mean something to us. And I was inspired. I hope you were as well. Thank you, Oscar, uh, for sharing and, and just helping be part of that team, as well as I know all the Screenland crew uh, put so much work into that. I know Scott, hours of editing. I know there's more to do. We got to see the rough cut. Uh, as we continue our Easter service, our title is New Life. And I want to read a verse from Romans uh, chapter 6 that talks about this new life. And it says there, it says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And yes, the cross means something. Jesus giving his life means something. It means forgiveness. But we also understand that he didn't stay in the tomb. He didn't stay dead. He resurrected. And we're going to read some of the accounts of his resurrection. But the resurrection has a deep meaning. It means that we get to live new lives. I know the verse we just read talks about baptism. And I remember uh, when I was 23 years old being baptized at the Pacific Ocean, right down here on Rosecrans Avenue, uh, baptized at 10 o'clock at night. I believe it was a Monday night back in 1990. And I knew coming up out of that water, I, I was going to be given this chance to live a new life. Uh, not a life of, of self-indulgent and self-promotion and uh, impurity and greed and immorality and, and anger, but a life of kindness and love and purity and, and hope and, and meaning. And my many years of serving Jesus have not all amounted to perfection, uh, far from it. But the resurrection says we get a new life, not just one time, but many times, over and over and over. And the question today for each of us is, what will we do with this new life? And I want to share a story of how impacting our time and energy uh, can be in the lives of others and how they even then affect your future in incredible ways when you choose a new life for God. And this is a story about a young woman named Jasmine who uh, moved to California following her, her mom and brother, or with her mom and brother, and she had been a part of our ministry in Chicago. But this is when she was a teen. We have a, a Chicago Church of Christ uh, out there, and she had become a part of that. But she left her faith in her teen years. It's very tough for her to hang in there, and she, she drifted and distanced herself from God. But when she moved to California, she looked up our ministries out here in the Inland Empire. And she came, she was at that time a college age girl, so she got a hold of our college leaders, the time my wife and I were working with and helping coordinate uh, a lot of the campus work. And so my wife spent time with her. And they began to study the Bible and go through a series of Bible studies to restore her faith uh, and her, her understanding of the new life that she was going to be called to live. And after months of studying the Bible, she made the decision to be restored in her faith, to recommit, to live a new life for Jesus. And this was uh, oh, seven or eight years ago. 
Little did my wife and I know that in time, this very uh, beautiful, spiritual young woman would become our daughter-in-law. You see, we never know what the effects of living a new life can be. But when you choose faith, and when you choose to believe in the resurrection, the results are miraculous. I want us to look at some of the accounts that we read in the Gospels of the resurrection. We begin in Luke chapter 24, verse 36. We read there, it says, while they were still talking about this, and What the reference there in Luke is that two of them had seen Jesus after the resurrection and they went to explain it to the rest of the apostles. So as they were talking about it, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me. And see, a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. You see, they were doubting. Uh, they were doubting that he really did resurrect. Uh, they weren't sure. And of course, Jesus just literally appeared through the walls. And so it startled them. And obviously he bore the marks of his crucifixion still on his hands and his feet. And he showed those to them so that they would realize he is the risen Lord. And in verse 41, it says, and while they were, they still not, did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it in their presence. And I want to stop there and for a moment and pause and, um, I want you to consider You know, he was eating in front of them because, you know, we like to eat with one another and enjoy some good food together. And we recognize that as real life and a ghost would not be eating real food. And I think it's important for us to understand that the resurrection was an actual historical event. Eyewitnesses experienced it. They ate and drank with the resurrected Jesus. His intention was to build their faith that a new life was and is possible for each of us. And it's a new life. Unbelievable to people who have never seen something like this. And for each of us, I want us to step back and consider, do you really believe that Jesus resurrected from the dead? And if you do, Do you trust that you get to live a new life through him? And if you do, what will you do with that new life? As he goes on in the text, he he said to them in verse 44, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem, which is where they would be when the Holy Spirit came down on them. So he tells them that repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached. And he told them, and we read in the account of this story in the book of John, we read about how he says, as God has sent me, so I am sending you. 
You know, the apostles are a unique collection of individuals. Um, they were, many of them, outcasts in their society. They, they didn't uh, match up to the high level of education that many others in their culture did. They hadn't been invited to follow the prestigious rabbis or, in our vernacular, go to the prestigious colleges. They were living out their own local trades. Some were living in a way that was contrary to what was respected, as Matthew, the tax collector, uh, could easily account. He was not respected amongst the religious culture they lived in because of what he chose to do. And yet Jesus called this group of men to have new lives that made an eternal difference. And of course, as the resurrection occurred, their despair over the death of Jesus became elation and amazement. And Jesus had this great plan for their lives to matter. And I believe all of us want our lives to matter. I believe every one of us deep inside our soul believes that we were made for a significant purpose. And I'm here to tell you, you were. You were made for something significant. I know often we doubt it. We might relate to Thomas, one of the apostles who, as it turns out, was not actually there in the account we just read. And instead, Jesus had to appear again with a similar message to convince Thomas. And I want to read that to us here in John chapter 20, verse 24. It says, now Thomas, also known as Didymus, which means twin, one of the twelve was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And this is quite remarkable. Uh, I think just to give you a little glimpse, Jesus was physically amongst them. Remember, he had eaten. He had drinking with them. They understood his physical reality. And yet somehow the resurrected body that Jesus had also had the ability to sort of walk through a wall or appear out of thin air. And I believe it's a glimpse of the merging of what's known as heaven and earth where Jesus could move between the spiritual world of heaven and the physical world of earth. And I think that's a glimpse of what resurrected life will ultimately be. In fact, as we live for Jesus in this new life, we have to stand between heaven and earth and live in the tension of the many difficulties and complexities and paradoxes of life. It will all be solved someday when Jesus returns. But he gives us just a glimpse of it in his resurrected body. And so he stands among them and he says, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here where my hand, where my hands are. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you've seen me, you've believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. The resurrection means new life for all of us. The question we need to answer is, what will we do with this new life? Jesus died to provide forgiveness and hope and transition in life. 
the new resurrection. The resurrection gives us a chance to live in a way that we'd never fathomed before. To have a multiplying impact on people's lives. And as we consider Thomas, you know, he preached, it says, when you study the ancient history, in Parthia and India. And legend says that his passion and zeal were so strong that he converted many even significant political and financial leaders in the communities. At some point, legend says that his preaching and strength of conviction aroused the anger and rage of the pagan priests so significantly that they captured him and they threatened him. And they said, Thomas, you need to stop this teaching about Jesus and his resurrection. And he told them, I will never stop preaching the truth. And they said, we will force you to stop and to give up and recount, uh, uh, recant your faith. He, they said, Thomas, when you're at the tip of a spear about to die, you will recant your faith in this resurrected man, Jesus. And I've heard it said that he simply responded, I doubt it. And Fox's Book of Martyrs goes on to say that he in fact did suffer martyrdom and death at the hand of a spear being impaled for his faith. But we know that we have churches all over the world and the apostles were a part of planting those churches. And the call to all of us is to continue to plant churches uh, in every nation all around the world and to be able to stand for our faith because we get to live a new life that has a ripple effect in the lives of others. And I think about various people in our congregation and how much uh, their change has meant. I think about a, a great brother, a uh, brother who helps even with the filming, a lot of our media, and that's our brother James Lem. And he's been an inspiration to me. I remember hearing him tell me a little bit about his story and how at a later age in life, he made the commitment to be a disciple. And yet God blessed him uh, with a beautiful wife, a beautiful mission in life. And he makes a tremendous difference. He's behind the camera even right now. And he, he makes a difference for eternity. Uh, you might see him occasionally on a film. He gets to do some acting. And he uses his gifts for God's glory. So God can use each of us if we choose to embrace this new life. I think about a great sister, Patricia Butts, who also uh, later in life made the decision to be a disciple of Jesus. And a dear sister, Asia Storm, uh, these, these women, they knew they needed a new life and God granted them the opportunity and the ripple effect of this choice to live a new life has been tremendous. Uh, both of them have made uh, significant impacts in the homeless communities here in Los Angeles and continue to do so. They are both inspirations because they said, yes, I need forgiveness, but more than that, I wanted to live a new life a life of impact. So today, I want us to recognize that the resurrection equals new life. And I want us to ask ourselves, what will we do with it? Will we do with it what God intends? And that is to have a ripple effect into the lives of others for the glory of God. 
Happy Easter to everybody. Let's live a resurrected life today. Thank you again to Screenland for such a powerful uh, presentation earlier. Uh, We're inspired. Have an incredible weekend. Thank you. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.